0: The new Super Beats Hard Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeats, B-E-E-T-S dot com, and save 15% with promo code DEAL.
1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sarianis. I'm your host, I'm a third Don Black belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life magazine. Today, I play a very different role. I am not hosting anything. I am the guest. Master Edward Park is acting as our host today in a pre-recorded conversation that we had for the YHP Live channel. Master Park is not only a Taekwondo master. He happens to be my Taekwondo master. I know him virtually his whole life. He is also uh, the host of a weekly program during the coronavirus to familiarize his students with the history of the academy and some prominent people in Taekwondo, and I was honored to be a guest. He did such a wonderful job. I wanted to share that on this channel, and hopefully we can reel him in to be a guest host in the future. Please uh, enjoy the show, and I look forward to hearing your feedback Additionally, please be sure to like and subscribe our program on the podcast networks and to look for simulcast episodes on our YouTube channel. We have a lot more of those coming up, and we have gotten great feedback for that. So please enjoy that, and thank you so much.
2: All right. Let me just get set up here, Instructor Mark. We're going to wait for some people to, to hop on. We're live okay. on Facebook Live. Hello, everyone. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. We have the most interesting man in the taekw- in Taekwondo world, Instructor Mark <laughs> Zirulianis. Instructor Mark, how are you? How's your day going today? Very
0: good. Always good, sir. Good.
2: Very good. Thank you for having me. No, no, no. It's our pleasure. Now, this is a very special traditional Thursday because this is going to be our final traditional Thursday for the time being because of our reopening. Are you
0: excited to get back onto the mat? Unbelievable. I've been been it's long overdue and, and I understand, you know, all the reasons why we haven't been able to do it, but I, we're all burning to do it. I'm burning to be back on the mat. Yes, sir. Let me give you uh, everyone
2: a little bit of background on Instructor Mark. So Instructor Mark is not only one of our third-degree black belt instructors, you've, you've seen him around at the school, but he is also the editor-in-chief of for Taekwondo Life magazine. He is a father of three sons who train in Taekwondo, longtime supporter of YS Park Taekwondo Academy. He's an author of numerous books. Some of you read in black belts, you might have read the book, The Journey of Praying Frog. Well, you're looking at the author right here, and we've made that a staple at our academy for them to read as a part of their curriculum. Uh, Also, he is the creator and host of Taekwondo Life Magazine podcast. If you haven't taken a listen to the podcast, it is is an outstanding podcast, um, very diverse, getting a bunch of guests uh, and really educating the Taekwondo world about the different facets of Taekwondo. So if you haven't subscribed to that, make sure you subscribe to that podcast. Also, he's a USA Taekwondo certified referee in Pumse and sparring. So he's been upping his uh, knowledge in, in refereeing. And that's why he's one of our referees at the New York Open Taekwondo Championships, which we host every year. So that's just a little bit about the most interesting man in the Taekwondo world, Instructor Mark. But uh, Instructor Mark, give us your background of what initially uh, interested interest you in martial arts and uh, in Taekwondo in particular. I know you were fond of the
0: many arts absolutely thank you sir and thank you for having me uh you know i listen i i grew up in a very different time in the sense that uh there's been a great progression in the u.s in terms of the availability of being able to practice the martial arts and you, your dad was a big part of that but when when i was a kid to the extent that you could find any martial arts schools they were only for adults and high teens and you know we saw us a lot of martial arts on tv um kung fu theater which was mostly kung fu and a a whole variety of arts and this desire to do it but there weren't a lot of schools that accepted children and my older brother Peter who was also a YH Park black belt um, and who trained he had this really burning desire to train in the martial arts and he went to numbers of schools and they wouldn't accept him because he was a child and uh, he was a young teen and we finally went to a school before um, your dad, and the academy, and he made my brother try out with the adults. And he was accepted as a student there. And, and I was too young. They wouldn't let me, but I went and watched. And I was fascinated to see him as a young guy. And, and they held him out to the same standard. But the, the master went back to Korea, and the school closed, and my brother was left a couple of years later with no school. And then he, he met your your dad. He met Grandmaster. Uh, and just fell in love with the program, and fell in love with the school, and said to me, you know, it's time. You know, I was a little older; um, it was a little bit of a different time. And I got involved at that t- at that time with your with with uh, uh, your dad and and with senior grandmaster, uh, and and the good people of the school. And it, it's been I've, I've been involved ever since, and and it's been it's been great. Uh, and I was terrified; I was really terrified coming into the environment and. Um, seeing how high level everybody was and, and seeing people doing these amazing spinning back hook kicks and all these things. And, and I just didn't didn't think i never thought that I would have the ability to be here so many years later. So, so how many years has it been? Uh, it's been on and off. It's been uh, almost, uh, let's see, 90, uh, from nine, from the late 1980s. I've been involved since the eighties. I took, a, uh, oh, okay. I, I took a break, uh, after I got, biggest mistake I would always say to people, but I did take a break after my first Don. Uh, I took a number of years off after I got my uh, my first Don Black Belt and then I came I came back and my biggest issue was when I was away. The longer I was away, the harder it was to come back. I wanted to come back and I was afraid. I was afraid to embarrass myself. I was afraid I, uh, uh, I wouldn't be able to Remember everything that I needed to remember. Um, I was afraid, I was really embarrassed to come back. And and when I saw your dad the the first time, when I saw Grandmaster, I thought that his reaction to me was going to be very negative because I had left. And it was so inviting and embracing that. I actually was angrier at myself that I hadn't come back soon. Oh, that's interesting. That's very yeah. interesting.
2: So yeah. so that's a good lesson. And sometimes we create that own fear in our own minds. And it's a com- it's a common thing what you're talking about, you know, feeling you're not up to par. That's completely normal, but it's completely irrational and not true.
0: Absolutely. And the only way to ever get better or, or, or to be able to remember it would have been to go back and and, and yet the one thing that I really did discover, and, and this is something that I could tell people and they may only have to discover for themselves is that every day that I stayed away was a harder day to come, to come back. So that finally, you know, that positive things happened and, and I went back and when I, when I wanted to come back, oddly enough, I, I wanted to come back to YH Park, but I was so embarrassed. I said, you know, maybe I'm too embarrassed to show my face. I'll start over. I'll go someplace else. And I said to myself, the, the truth is, I said, I, I I can't study anywhere else. There isn't any place else. Like you've, I've been at the top of the mountain in terms of, of studying. So how could I settle for going someplace where the, um, where the curriculum wouldn't be as high level, where the expectations wouldn't be as high level simply because I was embarrassed. So, um, but, but definitely uh, I was my own worst enemy in, in, in that regard. So would you say, and this is no, would you say take is a
2: perishable
0: skill? It is. It absolutely is. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, you have to keep up with it like any other muscle group, but the positive thing is that, you know, our mind and our body are, um, are very responsive. And the fact that, that when I came back, once I started to get into it, it was that, that, that wow factor of, Oh, I remember this. And Oh, uh, I may not have been able to, my body may not have necessarily, uh, where where my mind was in terms of understanding what I needed to do uh, and there were things I needed to remember but it all started to to come back but you absolutely have to in a very very quick period of time you will start to to lose the flex particularly the flexibility which is a you know a big factor of type so that's
2: great so you said um you were at the top of the mountain right uh, yeah. You train at Wise Park Teguino because you said about the expectation. What do you feel is the expectation of uh, being a Wise Park Taekwondo student? Can you articulate that?
0: Yes, absolutely, and I and I think it comes from a, a number of different things. One is that uh, there has always been a very uh, loving and embracing and inviting environment, but yet there's never been a uh, an environment that allows. I, I, I've always taken it that the Academy has always given, we will give you the, the highest level of education. We'll teach you everything that we can teach you. And your responsibility is to give 150%, to give 200%. And to that extent, those things can can, can meet. And that you should never, um, we were never allowed to, uh, we were allowed to be forgiving of ourselves, but we were never in a position where we were allowed to make excuses for Uh, bad behavior in terms of uh, I didn't give it 150 percent but that's okay because it's it's only taekwondo it's not what I'm going to do for a living or something of that nature so and the the part of it was that I came to really understand about how significant the place of the school was in history as I became more involved as a worldly person whether it was in business whether it was in education or whether it was in the taekwondo world in that uh, there was such a uh, gravitas, when you said the, the name YH Park, uh, people all over the world knew the name. They knew what, that that name was uh, symbolic with uh, the Michael Jordan of, of basketball or the 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 uh, Ron Guidry of the New York Yankees. Uh, it was such a high level, and particularly because I was involved with the school in the era of the, the 1993 World Championships in New York City, I had the chance to see people from all over the world come and to really, really uh, pay respect and show respect for the YH Park name because it was deserved and because it was earned. And that was really, really an important, and it something that was really, really important. It was, it was, you know, you could be in a situation where you're in an airport and somebody will walk over to you and, and, you know, whether they're, You've never seen them before in your life, and you say YH Park, and they'll tell you, "Oh, my my grandson studied in 1974," and and it's always positive. But I've never ever had anyone come to me and say, "Oh, that YH Park." It's always, "Oh, I like, you know, great love for the institution and for the people."
2: Fantastic. Give us your perspective of um, our academy over the years since you've seen it kind of evolve. So
0: um... it's it's really been amazing to see. Of progression and uh, of the, of the school and the persona and I and one of the things that I really love about it is that it has progressed. It's progressed in, in numbers of ways. Um, you have uh, the same high level, the same high respect for tradition that we've always had that that was instilled by by Grandmaster. Uh, you, Ma- Master Elliot. All of the people that have been involved in the school have that same great level of respect that holds the school to a certain uh, accountability. Uh, But but you've managed to incorporate a lot of uh, very new and innovative things that are a product of the time, technology being one of those things, um, to be able to do all of these uh, integrations during the time of of, uh, the coronavirus. But it's also progressed in the sense that... uh, the times have changed in the sense that it's now much more inclusive of young of young children than it was even at the time. Even though there were children when I originally started taking it with, with Grandmaster, there's so much more. And so I, I think that the school has become um, a school that ha- that has something for everybody. If you're a small child, it has something for you. If you're an adult, uh, many martial arts schools that have a lot of children lose adult programs and lose something for adults and adults don't find that there's any place for them there. They feel, uh, that it's, it's, the schools become childlike. The standards are very low. Um, I think that you've managed to integrate, uh, that. And I think that the schools has, has managed to maintain a great integration of the body and the mind. You're doing constantly doing development of character, uh, re- picking great books to read, um, doing written things. Doing all those things, so I really, I, I, I think it's, it's only continued to build and get, and get better and better. Oh, um, fantastic. it really is. It's, it's, it really is a great place. I think it, it, it to say it's one of the premier schools in, in, uh, the world is not to me, um, simply bragging about the school. I think it's just identifying the school's credentials. Wow. That well, you're a big part of that. So thank you, So much. Um.
2: So you've also known Grandmaster for a long time. Have you seen him kind of, any differences from his earlier years to now? And what are some of your fondest memories of Grandmaster? You've gone out to eat Korean food with him. You've seen him, uh, you know, in plenty of
0: things. Grandmaster is somebody that I consider to be uh, someone I'm closest to in the world. I I do think of him as a second father. I love him uh, dearly. Uh, The biggest change for for me, to be quite honest, is that um, as a younger person, and and I don't think this, see, unlike what i felt before i don't think this was me grandmaster was very scary when uh when i was when I was younger and yeah. not that he was oh, yeah no he, he's, he's he's scary he's he still scary. scary to me
2: yes, yes. Mm-hmm. A,
0: very uh, s- a stern personality the school had a very um which was n- which was normal and traditional in those days which was that uh, okay it was poor etiquette for a student to speak to the grandmaster if the grandmaster didn't speak to you first mm-hmm. uh he was very stern. I had seen him uh, working out. I had seen um his strength. Uh I had seen um he was practicing skipping sidekick, and uh Chris Gates was one of the instructors at the time, and I saw Chris lift, and Chris was probably my size, about 230 pounds, and I saw it uh with a very effortless skipping sidekick. I saw Grandmaster lift him off the ground. <laughs> um, but he was very, it was very, very, very stern. And I've seen uh, he used to walk around with the uh, discipline stick. So yes. to, when, our, when our legs were. i got a couple of wax. I've got a couple of wax on my mat. Be so embracing and loving of the small children and um, so giving and so generous and so kind. The children is just such a, uh, a side of him that obviously always existed, but that I, I didn't really fully understand. And I see it now with my, with my children that. Uh, they they think of him as a grandfatherly type and they they have great respect for him, but they also have great uh, love and great affinity for them. And when I tell them stories that he was scary, my children don't actually. My younger guys don't really believe that because they, they haven't. They haven't seen that. They, I told them that uh, he would walk around with the the discipline stick. And Sebastian uh, Grandmaster came out one day. And he was just holding a stick, and he just turned white. And he said, "Oh, it's not the stick. <laughs> no, that, that's not the stick. You don't have to be that's afraid." Right. But, so I have seen that, that change. But I just recently, before the uh, before the um, the pandemic. I was at the, the Dojang in the afternoon and I was working with Tybek and uh, Grandmaster came out on the Dojang and, and worked with me on on Tybeck and I was just amazed at how fluid um, and how graceful and how strong his, the execution of his, his forms are, uh, even you know at, at, at this point. It was just uh, gold, gold medal winning forms in any competition today, even though he may not, I don't know that he does it or doesn't do it on a daily basis, but still an amazing execution. So... That's, awesome. That's great.
2: Well, thank you for sharing those stories. Now, now let's talk about you. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about you and your training. Uh, what are some of the the most things you love about Taekwondo in general? And, and what made you fall in love with these things about Taekwondo?
0: I think the things that, that I love about uh, Taekwondo is obviously I love the community. I, I really do love the community. Uh, and I love the fact that it really does challenge me to be better and, and to do better. Uh, and, and I, I've come to, I came to understand, and part of that is, is maturity. It's probably from aging. Part of it is from being in the environment that the measure, the person I measure myself against is, is, is me. I think in my younger days, one of the things that I had a hard time with is that I was never the most flexible person. I could never jump the highest or uh, kick the highest. And I felt that you know, maybe maybe it wasn't the martial art for me because I couldn't, you know, I said, well, maybe maybe I'm not, you know, I, I can try, but I don't think I'm going to get there. Um, I had physical challenges. And what I came to understand is that that was never, that's never the, what I should have been measuring myself against. It should have been my progress from, from day to day. Um, I still find it entertaining. I find it engaging. I find it challenging. And I find that uh, as I do more, I find that I'm, I'm, I'm more... Um, I'm learning, I'm still learning about my body and my mind, uh, after having done it all, all, of these years. And it, it, it still is for, for me, it is still, in fact, more than ever, it is something that, uh, drives me. Um, it clears my mind. Uh, I, it makes me a better person in, in, in every possible way. It relieves my stress. It relieves my tension. It surrounds me with good people. Um, yeah. It, it is for, for me, it is, it's it's ingrained in the fabric of, of really who I am as a person.
2: That's awesome. But what is your philosophy as, now, now that you're not only a student, but you're also a leader of our academy, what is your philosophy as a leader?
0: My, my number one philosophy as, as a leader is that I believe that in order to have any credibility, that you must hold yourself to the highest standard of any person that you know. So I, I, I am certainly, I, i I have a mirror. I know I'm not perfect. I understand that I make a lot of mistakes, but I try to hold myself accountable. And I, I never ask of anybody something that I'm not willing to hold myself accountable to. So, um, the way I behave, um, the way I try to treat people, the way I try to, um, I try to conduct myself, I try to hold myself out to the highest standard. And I think that now one of the the things that I am very conscious of as being an instructor and being a senior person is to be inviting and to remember always that one is that people sometimes are going through things in their life that Mm -hmm. I'm not privy to and that by being good and being kind to them and being inviting to them that maybe I help to make their life a little bit better. Um, and that the other part of it is, is that particularly if you're a child or if you're relatively new in the martial arts, that uh, you come there and you see people that seem to know what they're doing and they seem to know each other, that it can be uh, intimidating and that it can be scary. And my goal is always to bring them in and invite them and let them know that uh, they're my equal. As, as human beings, we're all we're all equals. Right. I, I, I wear a third Don Black belt because I have a lot of years of training and commitment. but as human beings we're all we're all equal we're all the same and 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 i try to do that in the most loving way i can yes sir i think that's i think that's that's powerful um
2: another question if a movie was made about your life who which actor would play you
0: that's a great question i heard instructor adams say keanu reeves i was <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, pretty high standard um would your life be a, a a drama or a comedy it would probably be a comedy drama it would, it would have a lot i, I believe i believe <laughs> or in the an action, or an action film <laughs> i believe in the value of comedy my dad's famous for saying um if i wasn't laughing i'd be crying uh, i think that comedy is a good way to, to get through a lot of things so if it might, it might be a comedy uh, i think my recent um the guy that i would pick recently and not because it's physical similarity but because i have great respect for him and hes play a younger, younger me better than I could is Scott Atkins Cause he's a Taekwondo practice uh, okay. action star. I would love if, if if they made a movie of my life, probably be very boring, but he would be the guy that I would want to, to play. I mean, I have great respect for him. Awesome. Awesome. What would
2: you tell your, um, what would you tell yourself like your 10, 10 years ago self, some of the lessons that you've learned along the way in your life, in general, in life, it could be anything. So um, if you could go back and tell, tell yourself, tell the the past self of you 10 years ago, what would those
0: lessons be? I think that the important lesson, and I, I definitely have learned this, is that you are not as a person defined by the good or the bad things that people say about you. And that those things shouldn't control you. And while you shouldn't get yourself too focused on the negative things that somebody might may say about you and you shouldn't let it bring you down you shouldn't fool yourself into believing that because somebody that you've had a positive experience is something positive that that defines who you are that you have to constantly work on yourself and constantly try to every day be the best person that you can and not live off of the the good things you've done in in the past i think i think
2: that's i think that's 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 a great that's a great one because a lot of times we we base our worth on other people's opinions when that's not true. You know, it, it shouldn't be like that. If you allow the the pot, just like we teach in Taekwondo, we always want to stay middle ground, stay stay level, right? Don't get too high on praise because guess what? When the when the the criticism comes, it's gonna you're gonna take that to heart too. So Absolutely. it's always really good to stay middle. I, I think that's very good advice. I Actually, read a a quote or somebody said, said that. I was like, that that makes a lot of sense. Don't get too high with praise because that's not true. And don't get too too low with criticism because that's not true. What matters is what you feel about, you know, your own self-worth and your own self-esteem.
0: And All you right? need to kind of like sort of reset your brain sometimes because because especially now we're so inundated with feedback and, and online stuff and, and whatever that, you know, we, it's easy to sort of get, uh, triggered by by positive and negative things that people say, and and so sometimes I even have to constantly reset my brain and be like, "That's not, well, let's 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 just be who you are. Don't don't necessarily worry about what other people think who you are." Yeah, I
2: think that's I think that's great.
0: Um, what what about uh, some future goals you have for yourself? I, I certainly um, am working hard with the, the goal of earning earning the role of master and and, and fourth down and i and i and i use the term earning uh very seriously i think that's that's you know really important to me uh and i think you know continuing to work with uh particularly joseph and sebastian on their development and and seeing them i've seen such progress with them um it's interesting to watch them and see where their natural abilities fall and where their efforts fall. Um, and to, and to see that, that integration and to, to work with them to both get their black belts and hopefully become senior people and leaders in the school. You know, wow. those, those are, those are definitely some of my Taekwondo goals for sure.
2: Now tell us about the, the, the whole purpose of uh, Taekwondo Life magazine and the podcast and what sure. you're doing what, any projects going on with that and what you've
0: yeah, been doing. Yeah, again, it's something that, uh I've been involved in in Taekwondo journalism for a number of years I've written. And uh, years ago, uh, Grandmaster came to me and said, uh, we had lunch and and he invited me out to a Korean restaurant and said, uh, we're starting a magazine. And I said, that's great. Congratulations, sir. And, um, you know, let me know what I can do. I'll be happy to write an article. He goes, no, we want you to be the editor in chief and run it. And I said, I've never done that. sir. And, And your dad with his, his, the one thing that I've really loved about your dad as a visionary is that he, he never um, allows conventional thinking to um, upset his idea of what he is able to be accomplished. So he had this idea and he, he had confidence in me and said, no, no, I, I, I know you can you can do this. And he had more confidence in me than I, uh, than I did. And part of the reason was is that across the board with... There's a low level of expectation of Taekwondo and martial arts journalists. That, in other words, um, it's not real journalism when you're writing about the martial arts. So you can just write anything mm-hmm. and people will read it. And the idea was, and, I, and we shared this, and and I know that you share this, is that no, you, you should always hold yourself again out to a high standard. So we decided to put together a magazine that the content would be high level the writing would have to be good the photos would have to be good the subject would have to be good it wouldn't simply be a marketing piece uh then this this world is again this is part of the old generation new generation you had talked with me and encouraged me to start a podcast and um i didn't know anything about it and and i really didn't know anything about the technology i didn't really know how i would get guests but i did understand that i had gotten you know i've interviewed a ton of very famous people in and out of the martial arts world over the years. Uh, And we started it and it's been a great supplement. And the great thing about it is that the podcast is week, week to week. So I have the ability to fill in basically the the magazines only quarterly because of the cost of of basically printing and things like that. But we can do the podcast weekly and basically be in touch with people 365 days a year about, you know, about what's happening. And it's been a tremendously educational and fun experience working on working on it and i've met people from all again all over the taekwondo the goal that we have on the podcast too is either you are a taekwondo practitioner or coach or something of that nature or you have a topic that is of interest to taekwondo Mm -hmm. so we do martial arts movies or things of that nature that not don't necessarily teach taekwondo but we know that Taekwondo practitioners will go, wow, I you know, again, Bruce Lee, certainly not a Taekwondo, although he worked with Junery, not a Taekwondo practitioner, but Taekwondo practitioners have great affinity and respect for
2: him. That makes sense. And it's been blowing up in popularity and this all for your hard work and thank you so much for what you're doing for the Taekwondo community. Exactly. You know.
0: Great support and, and we're in, we're in 165 countries and, and yeah. really, it continues to grow on a week-to-week basis and, you know, we went from, you know, I went from trying to source material to, a lot of people coming in and saying, "Hey, we'd like to be guests, or we're interested in being featured." So that that, that sort of makes the, the a, a lot easier to, to proceed.
2: That's great, and and I, I know you're also a Greek of Greek descent. Yes. So tell, can you tell us a little bit? I, I know. Can you tell us a little bit about the similarities between the Greek culture and the Korean culture? It, you know some, what it's a, it, differences.
0: It, it's very very similar in that um, it is very tied to family which Korean culture is. It is very tied to uh, tradition and respect. I grew up in a, in a family that had uh, a great uh, respect for ancestry and for hierarchy and for the culture and what the culture has done for, for civilization. Um, it has a great, uh, uh, there is a great, uh, food plays a great role in the Greek uh, culture and it ties into the family very much like uh, Korean culture. So there are really a lot of similarities. I think that one of the differences uh, between the two cultures that I see is that uh, Greek people by their uh, socialization tend to be uh, outwardly more uh, affectionate in in public in their in their way of communicating with, with people, whereas traditional Korean culture tends to be uh, more reserved in yeah. that. Uh, you know, there's bowing, and um, you know, there, there's certain. So that is one of the one of the differences. But when you get past that and sit around a table, whether you sit around a table at a Korean restaurant or a Greek restaurant, I see it becomes essentially the same thing. It's a, it's it's all about family. It's also it got a great uh, emphasis on education, which mm-hmm. I know it's, it's certainly true in the Korean community. Music is important. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, there, are, there are a lot of similarities, and I think that is one of the things that I found most uh, endearing about uh, coming into uh, my Korean family is that despite the fact that we are different parts of the world and there are certain cultural differences, uh, that, I, that, that, that there really are more similarities than there are differences.
2: And we find commonality through taekwondo, which is also a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. It transcends uh, all of that.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, can you tell the the our guests watching um, something something no, no one knows about you maybe you know hidden talent something nobody knows about you that we'd be shocked.
0: I uh, I will tell you something that nobody knows and thank goodness there are no tapes. Uh, <laughs> when I was in eleventh grade, I was very interested in a young lady who convinced me to try out for the lead in the school musical. Okay and I, I, I got the lead and I had to sing about I had to sing like all the major songs that wow. I had, and, and I will tell you that it was probably one of the most difficult and challenging things that've that I've ever done and I probably didn't do it very well but I had good people who um, taught me sort of the tricks of doing like a Broadway type show where you don't necessarily have to be vocally the most talented, but you need to be able to project and be able to have consistency in your, in your voice. So, and that is probably the last time that I ever sang in public.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. So we're going
2: to have to go to karaoke uh, to, yeah. to see the, see those hidden talents. That That's great. That's great. Um, what are, so this is kind of something I asked all my, all my guests on the interviews. What are, if you had to do give three things that you'd like to impart to your students, Three base, three truths, three truths that are important to you, your truths, what would they be?
0: Okay. Uh, number one, you can never love too much. You can never love and, and, and be loved too much. Mm, that's powerful. Uh, number two is that you should always hold yourself, the common theme, you should always hold yourself to the highest standard of any person that you know. Uh, and number three is you're not perfect and you need to forgive yourself for the things that you've done wrong.
2: Ah, I like that last one. I like all of them, but that last one's very powerful. Forgive yourself. I think, I think, I think more people need to hear that. Right. We're not something,
0: perfect, you know, for, for me, I, I think, you know, as a younger person that I, I always was hard on myself. Um, but I, I, I thought that, you know, forgiving myself was something that was, the backdoor escape to taking responsibility. And that's not the case. You can take accountability and be responsible, but still be forgiving of yourself of the mistakes that you make in life. And that's
2: really like that. that. We always say, forgive others, but we never say sometimes, you know, we have to also forgive ourselves. That's very powerful. Thank um, you. Just to get the audience to know you a little bit, we're going to do some rapid fires.
0: Sure. Fire. Favorite book that you haven't written. Uh, okay. Uh, my, fa- I, 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 always been a, 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 a ravenously consumed books, but I believe it or not, the book that I probably go to the most is a strange book, but it's a Russell Simmons success through stillness. Uh, it's a meditation. Right. Yeah. Book. Yeah. Yeah. You gave me that and, book. And I've recommended, I've probably given that book to more people than any people I know. And one of the reasons I love it is because it's, it's, uh, I didn't really know too much about Russell Simmons as like, I knew him as a musician and a comedian, and I said, wow. And he wrote this, this amazingly digestible book on meditation that I refer to all the time. So that that's probably my favorite favorite movie. Great question. Um, I would say the most impactful movie I've ever seen is apocalypse now.
2: Mm, okay. Okay. Not for the kids.
0: Not for the kids.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you could have one conversation with anyone, dead or alive,
0: who would it be? Wow. Uh, one a conversation with anybody, dead or alive. I think that I would like, uh, like most martial artists, I would like to spend a few minutes talking to Bruce Lee. Mm, okay. Favorite color? Red. Favorite
2: food? Hot bibimbap. Oh, bibimbap. Bibimbap, Korean food. Good. Uh, hot bibimbap on the, yeah. the, the stone, right? The hot stone. Yeah, yes.
0: What is your favorite quote? My favorite quote, I would say Muhammad Ali. I, I love this quote. This quote drives me a lot, inspires me a lot. Is uh, He said, uh, I don't want to misquote him, but he said, I hated every moment of my training, but I said to myself, suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. Oh, I I like that. Say, can you say that one more time? Sure. He said, I hated every moment of my training, but I said to myself, suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. Love that. I know that. I think I've shared that in a black belt test one time. Uh, that, that has yeah. a lot of levels and a lot of meaning, you know, certainly outside of sports and, and yeah. about life. And, 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 I, and I think it really, I, I try to remember that when things are hard.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and so what are you doing to keep yourself busy before we, before we return to the to the
0: Tojan? I have managed to utilize every day, um, literally every day since we've been uh, off of, uh, working on one aspect or another, largely because for me, the biggest concern I have of uh, agility is part of it because of, of age, but just forgetting, I'm trying to, to keep from forgetting the curriculum. So I go, I go through it. So I, I've managed to stay, uh, to stay current. I've actually, I'm actually, i actually feel, uh, i feel comfortable with my with my knowledge and i feel comfortable with my my kicks are are, are high and, I, and i've managed to really um utilize the time well i really didn't want the time to be an excuse for me i didn't want the time to go by and say well what was i going to do there was no classes anyway so i've tried to really uh turn a lemon into lemonade so, so to speak so I, I actually am in. uh i'm missing the dojang but i'm actually i feel like i'm in good shape to return
2: that's awesome that's awesome well, Instructor Mark, this was one one of our best interviews. We really, uh, I really enjoyed doing this interview with you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching at home, and that those of you who will continue to watch. Um, what can I say? This is our. We saved the best for last. With thank you so Mark. much.
0: I enjoy, You're a great. Inter- I tell you, I, and I'm not just saying that you because I'm always on the other side of it. That's right. Yeah,
2: that's right.
0: You're a great interview. You've been every single one of these. You've managed to really. You, you, you've managed to be comfortable and get everybody to. I really feel comfortable enough to open up, which is a, which is a, 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 that's a gift. Oh, well, thank
2: you. Maybe my post Taekwondo career. (laughs) see. But uh, I really appreciate you spending the time and taking the time out. We can't wait to have you back on the mat and uh, thank you everyone for all your support and watching these videos. This is going to be our final traditional Thursday video for the time being uh, because we are reopening and we're going to be focusing our attention back on the, on my that experience that's not to say we're not going to be doing uh, special interviews or or you know different things uh, that you know that we're going to be continuing along the way on our YSP live group page we will continue to put out content for everyone um, so that everyone can enjoy and really feel connected Uh-oh.